welcome all to the Misfit Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Taylor Reeves, alongside my other co-host, Jacob Dupree, a.k.a. The Commissioner, and welcome to episode 66. Uh, just a quick reminder, this is a specific Dynasty-focused podcast with the redraft kick. Yep, it's been a hot minute since we've done it. We, we uh, haven't yeah. said that, have we? <laughs> we haven't said that in a hot minute, but that's okay. Hashtag grow the show. And if this is your first time listening to us, Welcome. Welcome to the gang. Um, you know, we're pretty cool, pretty cool cats. Not too bad. That's a very ambitious statement to make. We are. We're cool. We're cool cats. Meow. Kittens. Uh, that that's like uh I, I'm I'm either hey cool cats and kittens. We are not Carol Baskin, okay? We do not shoot and murder our spouses and feed them to giant cats. Oh geez. There there I goes. Will go down that rabbit hole. Come there, at me, bro. There there goes the lawsuit. That's fine. So uh, congrats on fifth place in OG. I told That's you it was right. going to be four hundredths of a point. Four hundredths of a point. Thank you to Devontae Parker, 0.0 points he got, which also gave me the win in Stranger Danger League. Once again, thank you, Devontae Parker, for your 0.0. My man. The goose egg of all goose eggs. It's the golden goose, okay? I won because of a goose, and I'm okay with it. Right. Hey, and speaking of Devontae Parker, let's talk about that Might Not Football game. Oh, um, may, may, may I? May I? Yes. God bless. It happened. It wasn't because of the offense. <laughs> uh, the Dolphins offense looked pretty stagnant all night against a good New Orleans defense. The big kicker was the Miami Dolphins defense, a.k.a. the uh, <clears throat> number one defense on the week, or number two, I was close. Number two defense on the week, Miami Dolphins. You're welcome if you started them. They had a touchdown. They just ripped Ian Book to shreds. He made him look like a rookie out of Notre Dame. I mean, the last rookie we saw from Notre Dame was like, what? Deshaun Kaiser? Real high bar yeah. we're setting right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tua was 19 of 26, 198, one touchdown, one pick. Nothing crazy. The running backs was gross, like David Johnson. We thought he'd get the work. 13 carries, 39 yards. Philip Lindsay, 13 carries, 36 yards. Miles Gaskin shouldn't have even showed up. The real story, I think, is the continuation of Jalen Waddle. He had 10 catches for 92 yards and a touchdown on 12 targets. So that means Tua had only 14 other passes that went other directions. So basically what we're seeing is Jalen Waddle is the Miami Dolphins passing offense, which is cool. Uh, he is also, I believe it's, I think it's like eight catches away from breaking Anquan Bolden's rookie record of 102. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll have to have, yeah, have he's a on, producer he's, check on that. <laughs> yeah, he's on, he's on pace for that. Let me... Let me take a you, look. you do that. I'll keep keep blabbing. Now, other than that, the Miami Dolphins, you weren't really happy if you started anyone really except Jalen Model in defense. Uh, for New Orleans, Ian Book didn't look great. I mean, but what do you expect for a guy who hasn't had any live, you know, throwing to wide receivers until pregame on Monday night? He went 12 of 20 for 135, two picks. One of those picks was end of the game, fourth down, just trying to make something happen, just threw it, and the guy picked it off, no big deal. The other one was a pick six. Uh, Alvin Kamara was 13 carries for 52 yards, two catches for seven yards. Uh, there's something going on because he's not happy. The offense sucks and he just, he needs force fed the ball. And I'm not ashamed to say it, even as an Alvin Kamara hater, the wide receivers from New Orleans. I mean, Ian book was the quarterback. You can't expect much. And that's, that's it. Like it pretty. And if New Orleans looks like this next week, pretty much run from everyone. And I include Alvin Kamara with that sentiment, even though they're going to be playing, you know, the Carolina or yeah, Carolina Panthers. So like just gross. He does have 96 catches. So he's, he might break the rookie record and everyone's thinking, well, it's been 17 game season. Well, he's only played 15 because he sat, missed a game. Okay. 
So calm down with that nonsense, because that's my job. I'm the one who yells about nonsense. <laughs> and um, my brother just let me know this, but um, I didn't know this. We'll have to check this, but he just sent me a text message saying that John Madden died today. What? Yeah. Um, I'm Googling this as fast as I possibly can. Yep. Hold, hold, hold for a minute. Uh, I don't see anything. I mean, because I typed in John Madden and nothing popped up. It's like John Madden's dead. Uh, he died unexpectedly this morning. This is from Adam, Adam no. Schefter. Oh my God, it's there. Ago. No. 85. Yeah. John Madden. In case you're not, and like, listen. I'll be real here. You should know who he is, but if you didn't, have you ever heard of the video game franchise, you know, Madden? That's the guy who was named after, okay? Living legend himself, coach for the Raiders, just the all-time football voice that you'll ever hear, like, because I remember him talking about a football game. He's like, now this right here, I can't do a John Madden voice, but he's like, you know, playing with the teleprompter circle guys, like, now this guy right here is going to block this guy. This guy's going to come around, pull wedge block, and then boom, there he goes, straight up the seam. And I'm just like, that's football, okay? It's John Madden. He's the guy. Yeah, rest in peace, man. That's uh, my man. Oof. 85 good years, though. Good. And for then him. here's a, here's another throw for you. Have you ever heard of a tough action to Nacton? Boom, John Madden. That's the guy. <laughs> oh, man. I'm having a moment now. I know. That's sad. Well, let's... Uh, we, we have to carry on. Um, so... Let's move into some other news here. Uh, COVID-19. So Carson Wentz is on the COVID-19 list and potentially could be on it for 10 days, but they're redoing it to five. So week 17 is still up in the air. The NFL is changing their COVID protocols constantly, trying to make sure that people play, which is dumb. I get it, but don't take a strong stance at one point and then bail a couple months later. Um, and then Bruce Arians is on the COVID list. So it'll be interesting to see who might be the interim head coach for the Bucks, whether it be Brian Leftwich or Todd Bowles. Uh, Jimmy G is uncertain for week 17 with a thumb injury. Um, Trey so, Lance season. Don't start him. Yep. Yep. Um, so it's, it's getting interesting, especially with the COVID-19 list. So especially for championship games or, or third place or any, any games that you're playing this weekend, make sure to keep an eye first and foremost for the waiver wire wouldn't hurt to pick up a couple of backups. Second, second of all, uh, seeing who may be coming off the COVID list due to the new updated, um, protocols. CD, yes, protocols based on the updated from the CDC, which went from 10 days to five for isolation. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this weekend on Sunday um, as our week 17 preview, all the games for the first time uh, this year will all be on Sunday and just Sunday and Monday, no Thursday yep. night football game. So that that'll be interesting. It's um, giving everybody a breather. And I also think that the NFL did that to make sure people can clear protocols in time. Well, that, and then also the, the bowl games, which we'll get into here in a yeah, sec. That's true. Um, so moving into some other news here, Jacksonville has requested an interview with six coordinators, um, both of the Bucks coordinators, uh, offensive coordinator Brian Leftwich and defensive coordinator Todd Bowles, um, and then both of the uh, coordinators for the Dallas Cowboys, offensive coordinator Kellen Moore and defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, Indianapolis Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus and e- the Eberflus. Green- Eberflus. 
and the Green Bay Packers uh, OC, Nathaniel Hackett. So uh, some interesting names here. I think it's a good mix of young and old experienced or not young and old, young and veteran and other old is fine. Yeah. Well, you know, experience versus maybe not so much uh, and kind of what they're looking for far as tutelage. Um, Mm -hmm. Who who on that list for, like you said, like Trevor Lawrence, who on that list would you like to see as his coordinator? Like, I feel like my initial jump is, Probably honestly, Byron mm, Kellen, either Byron yeah. Leftwich or Kellen Moore. But then honestly, yeah. I I, I kind of like Dan Quinn because we see what he did with Matt Ryan in that team. Okay, I would be interested in that because Dan Quinn's a guy that everybody loves. Yep. But I, mean, I, we'll I think out. I think Brian Leftwich would be an interesting one. He's yeah. really shot up the ranks, and especially the way that he's been able to mesh Bruce Arians' offense with Tom Brady's mind. And the efficiency that we've been able to see, not only that, but the adjustments and the game planning. I mean, you could see it um, for the offense versus Kansas City, that first game last year versus what mm-hmm. happened in the Super Bowl. Granted, there's a lot going on with the, the defensive adjustments. Uh, I think Todd Bowles did not get a fair shake in New York. So if it was me being selfish, I would I would. <laughs> I would have Todd Bowles and Brian Leftwich at the top of my list, but I will continue to pound the table for Eric Bianema. I understand that he's not on this list. I know. Um, But yeah, those, those are the top three names in my opinion. I think Dan Quinn would be good, but I would like to see him stay as the defensive coordinator right now. I mean, he's selfish to turn that. I I am. I am. I mean, he's proven that he's a great coordinator. Um, Kellen, I think, you know, he would get a shot, but honestly, he, See, I think Kellen needs to stay in in big in the Dallas for another year or so because I feel like he just has a little bit of a maturation process to go through. Like Byron Leftwich, I don't know why I feel like he's ready. Kellen Moore, I think he do do okay. It's just he's a guy that I think is kind of in the Sean Payton vein of thoughts to where he will either hit because of his offensive genius, or he's going to be a coordinator again in two years because he tried to coach and he couldn't. And in Jacksonville, I think while it has some good pieces, he would have to have a defensive genius come on, come with him to Jacksonville to kind of bring that defense, not necessarily like up to level with the offense, but just to kind of make them middle of the pack, you know? Yep. And, and it's also a question of, uh, I, I, I thought it was interesting. They had the green Bay Packers OC on there, Nathaniel Hackett, because it kind of goes back to that argument that we've seen in the past of, kind of what we're seeing with Matt Nagy. It was like, oh, was it Nagy or was it Andy Reid? Well, it's kind of both. You yeah. know, what's going on here? It was like, was it Kyle Shanahan or was it Mike LaFleur? Well, as it's been proven, Mike LaFleur is a pretty, pretty daggum good coach. Same mm-hmm. thing with Zach Taylor. So I think it's a continuation of that Kyle Shanahan tree in a sense, in, in, in a way through Mike LaFleur. Um, so I could see them going that route far as just maybe quarterback development and seeing what they can do there. I think, in my opinion, it's going to depend on what Shad Khan wants in the sense of, does he want to go for the wonderkin? Does he want to look for the next Sean McVay? Or is he looking for that next veteran head coach who has been in the league for years, such as a Todd Bowles or a, or a Dan Quinn? Or like you said, who has not had a head coaching uh, opportunity yet, but seems primed and ready, which would be Brian Leftwich. Yeah, I'm... I'm just interested. I think whoever does go there, you'll get a very clear picture of what that team's going to be like. And we can get into that when it eventually happens Yep. When down the road. Oh, yeah. But it's 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 just interesting to see it, to take a look at that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. 
That seems good. Ooh, salty. Salty. All righty. All right. So moving into the semifinals recap. Okay. So <laughs> we talked about this over the weekend in the sleep wrap, talking uh, about there was a certain someone who he he pops up every year in the playoffs in the comment section. Only Boy. time when he talks. That's the only time when he shows up. <laughs> it that is it. So for those of you that don't, don't know, we're talking about the OG league. Um, so we had Chris taking on Austin and then we had Colby taking on uh, Casey. Casey. Yes. Austin survived the, uh, the Cowboys defense just because he had a massive lead. Thanks to DM Devonte freaking Adams. I mean, and plus it helps when he starts the Philadelphia Eagles defense who scored 23 in and of itself. Like if, if he plays an average defense, he just gets 12 points. He yeah. loses this week. Okay. But I mean, it's it's one of those things. And plus, I look at Chris's roster, and he started Chuba Hubbard. He could have found somebody better than that, amigo. I'm just just saying, just saying, okay. But I mean, he did the best he could with what he had. Um, then you flip over to Colby versus Kate. Oh yeah, Austin won. Unfortunately, he's looking for I think the three peat, which would break my heart. I would actually cry probably. Uh, then you flip over to the other matchup. Colby played Casey, and Casey's downfall was. Uh, Miles Sanders got hurt, and then Jalen Hurts was, you know, Jalen Hurts. Yep. He just wasn't good. Other than that, I mean, it was a pretty well-fought game. And plus, I mean, Kobe started Justin Jackson. Like, he had him, picked him up, I think, off of waivers last week for Justin Cases, and it panned out for him. And this is, we told you three weeks ago, it's cuffing season. Pick up people's backups, including your own, because what happens if they go down? You got to have somebody slide right up. And that's what it is. So now it's the brother bowl. And I hope Colby beats his big brother because it would make me tear up if Austin wins again. All righty. So moving from one league over to the stranger danger league. Stranger danger. (laughs) Stranger danger. And in this one, we had, of course, yours truly, Jacob (laughs) Dupree, taking on Austin 22. Um, He won a very close matchup, 114.6 to 111.1. I'd like and, to thank uh, not like only said, a God, but uh, also Devontae Parker's 0.0. <laughs> oh man. That's, that's, that's gotta be gut wrenching. Yeah. That, that hurt. Like if I'm him, I am hurt. And I, I feel for him that it, that's all I can say, but I don't feel that bad because moving on to championship week, baby, let's go. And then um, in the other semifinal, we had Bim boy uh, taking on Kelton. Poor, poor Ben, DeAndre Swift was out, and uh, Miles Sanders, you know, went out with an injury early. Uh, Kelton was able to win fairly comfortably, 135.18 to 98.28. So uh, we're going to have the uh, battle, the Cousins Bowl. That's right. He sent me a text this morning, already beginning the nonsense. And so, Kelton, I will just say this. I'm going to destroy you. I will be victorious, and I will giggle whilst doing it. Uh, looking at the rosters, I think Ben, where he kind of went awry, obviously, was he wasn't paying attention to the, you know, 1130 inactive list when it came to DeAndre Swift. Just saying. But, I mean, Tyler Johnson, he started him, and I don't blame him for it because he was supposed to get targets. Like, he was one of three guys left standing, but he played, I think, a majority of snaps and didn't see a single target. So, that was a goose that hurt. But the thing is, I look at his bench, and he didn't play Ronald Jones. I know that wouldn't have been a sexy start, but I would have done it. Because, I mean, he's just the only guy in town. Uh, even like A.J. Dillon, I would have started him probably over 
in, or I started hitting, started him in that DeAndre Swift spot and maybe even over Miles Sanders. Um, so there's just a couple of decisions I think I would have changed, but I mean, push comes to shove decisions are decisions. You stick with your conviction and go with it because you can play the what ifs until your face turns blue. Like I can sit there and the game I played Colby, I could play the what if game of what if I didn't start Cordero Patterson and I put in another guy on my bench that had like 15 points going into that week with the information I knew I would have made the same exact decision. And I think that's what you have to do in fantasy football is when you make a decision, you can't waffle on it and say, well, I should have known this, blah, blah, blah. No, you have to operate with the information, you know, before the week starts and go from there. Yeah. And, and speaking of going with your gut, moving into stupid, uh, my, my favorite this is league. Stupid. I hate this so much. So dumb. Oh, yeah. Let's so go. Dumb. Boom. Circle the wagons. All right. So um, I took on C. Bruce. I, I won 178 to 126. Yes. And, then, and then in the other semifinal, we had. Uh, JD taking on Jance and JD won 184 to 135. Ooh, so we have a championship week number two, but I don't want to play this one. This one hurts because I have lofty expectations with an inferior team. I will say it right now to keep you from winning 340 bucks. Okay. Oh, I don't a, want you to a have a crew line for both this of is, us. Like, remember this, if you win this, you would have accrued $460 from this one league. I know it's just stupid. I hate it so much. God. Why me? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I can't stop laughing. No, I would be too if I'm you. This sucks. Oh, man. I just want to I want to thank um, everyone Don't. who doubted me and Shut up. said that I was stop dead it. and gone at two and five. Move on. Get, get over it. I, I'm, I'm so looking forward to the rematch. I'm so excited for this week. Um, I'm just praying that there isn't any more crazy COVID stuff and that everyone is like a decent starter. Oh, I would never wish in you know evil on somebody, but Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, they could just take the week off. They don't need to play Atlanta. They got a playoff spot kind of secured. They're no, fine. No, no, they, they got to keep good. winning. They, they want to secure that division. <sighs> they got to keep just, winning because the New England's right. I don't on care hill, about what so. they need. This is what I need. Okay, this is for me. They need to not play. <laughs> and, and Atlanta is a scrappy team. So, oh, it's going to be fun. It's I hope it's a blowout. That's like from Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, no, not from no. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. You know that's not happening. It, I, the, the, it might. You're watching the same story unfold. Okay. I also needed <laughs> Stephon De, or freaking Devontae Parker to not score three points in a half PPR league. He got zero. Okay. That totally happened, though. I lost a match from an overturned touchdown. There's a very real shot that if things fall correctly, I just don't want you to win again. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you put me in this position? Look, I didn't, I did not put you into this position. We both earned our way back to it. Okay. But it breaks my heart because I have to like, listen, this is my team. I got your team is very good. I will say that right now. I know I have Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill, but listen to my probable starting running backs are going to be. You ready? Yeah, okay. Rashad Penny. Ooh. Jeff Wilson. Yeah, it was not bad. Uh, my my flex position, uh, A.J. Dillon. My other wide receiver, my preseason love child, Amon Ross St. Brown. If he wins this, like if he scores like 25 points and I win this week, I will have an Amon Ross St. Brown jersey <laughs> on that wall. Yeah, like overnighted. 
right next to your Jamar. Yes. Okay. Like, uh, my... I, I may finally spend that money <sighs> and, and get me a Stefan Diggs if I win again. Just if I win again, do we have to make a Reeves rule where I have to like leave the leave the league or, or do, no. I go for, do I go for broke? Do I go for the, the triple? Yeah, you why would you not? Because the money resets. Yeah, that's the problem. I don't know how it's I feel about that. That's your own dang fault. Then lose to <laughs> no, me. No, 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 no. That's how we I, fix the problem. I'm just saying. No, no, I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose. Um this this is a huge weekend for both of us. Yeah, uh, it is. I will I will be like. I might have a fifth of whiskey in me, but guess what? I'm watching every game that I can. Dang it! But I, I get, I, I get my. Uh, what, what do I get for second place if I lose? Nothing. I don't get anything. No, not- I got nothing last year. Why would I give you something this year? <laughs> I don't know because the pot's bigger. I don't know. Shut up! No, no, move on with the court. <laughs> we're, we're past the point of friendly banter. I mean, it's getting about to get personal. I mean, I might bring up your mother and your father whoa, and everybody whoa, else around. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's 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 calm it down. Let's, <laughs> let's take a deep breath here. Um, all right. So, moving into our final topic here before we go to a commercial break, uh, I wanted to bring this up because the college football games um, will be happening the day after you listen to this. Because I know everyone on here listens to us the day that we drop, which 100%. is one hundred percent. There's no other alternative. There's Actually, no there is. Other. This is a podcast. Please listen to it whenever you can and as often as you can. Yep, absolutely. Hashtag grow the show. Hashtag it. Hashtag it. Um, so the college football playoff is happening on New Year's Eve this year, which I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm happy I have the holiday, but I know a lot of people won't. So it's like weird that the games are starting at two o'clock, but whatever. That's, that's, a, that's an argument for another day. But as we're moving into the offseason, it's good to go ahead and start peeking at some potential prospects in the NFL draft slash fantasy draft and just a couple of notable names to keep a lookout on. Now, granted, some of these folks are uh, not we don't know yet if they're going to go into the draft, but I still think they're good ones to keep a lookout for. So. First and foremost, uh, Cincinnati, the uh, Cinderella darlings of the college football playoff this year. You have Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Um, So if you're looking for a viable quarterback option, this may be an interesting take here far as, you know, they, they talk about how the Alabama and the Georgias of the world look like a potential NFL team. This is a great uh, tape to be able to examine and figure out, okay, what, what's the, uh, you know, he's got a great arm, but the accuracy is a little bit skeptical. He's a great athlete. He can run the ball. If so. you like Trey Lance, you should like Desmond Ritter. There you go. Like there's no way around that. Yep. And then in the backfield is Jerome Ford. Um, and the reason I bring him up is because he's actually an Alabama transfer and he's, ha- he has over 1200 yards rushing. So one of those depth running back potentials that you may have on the taxi squad that you may need to bring off because of COVID apocalypse or injury, you know, whatever may be occurring in 2022 or by apocalypse, because <laughs> that seemed to happen last year. It always so. happens. So he, he may be a good option there. Uh, Jamison Williams, he is a junior out of Alabama um, with John Mechie, the third injured. Uh, uh, Jamison will take uh, 
the leading role, so to speak. He has over 1,400 receiving yards for Alabama, so he will definitely be a top target for the Crimson Tide uh, against Cincinnati, who both have um, NFL-level cornerbacks on both sides. So it'll be an interesting matchup for Jamison to be able to maybe able to do some of that one-man show that Devontae Smith did last year in the college football playoff. Brian Robinson Jr., he is a senior running back for Alabama. Um, he ran for over a thousand yards. They talk about how there isn't a running game. He still ran for over a thousand yards in 13 games. So, you know, Alabama running backs are a dime a dozen, but you know, he may end up being TJ Eldon, but he may also be Eddie Lacey. You know, he may be good for a couple of, a couple of years and all of a sudden go away, but guess what? Uh, running backs are premium and it's always good to keep a lookout for, uh, those diamonds in the rough, even keep if it is with the packed. perennial offense, keep <laughs> yeah. the covered pack. Yeah. That's, I, I think, I think we said this even before last season's draft season, it's always leave your dynasty draft with one running back because you never know. Like this year, a third round pick was Elijah Mitchell. Look what you might've had. If you drafted just Elijah Mitchell on a whim of what happens if. Yeah. I went with Diami Brown. That was my bad. Rip to yourself. Yep. Yep. And uh, speaking of running backs, the next three are the cream of the crop far as for this draft class, potentially Hassan uh, Haskins is the number one running back for Michigan. And he's, he's been lighting it up. Uh, I mean, obviously if, if you watch the Ohio state game, he lit up, he had like five touchdowns um, and then also in the big 10 championship game. So it'll be interesting to see how he's able to run against a, a, beast of a Georgia defense, which has like a rotation of like nine dudes on the defensive line, which is absurd. Oh, five-star blue chip recruits. <laughs> like these are the games like, and so like, I'll just kind of interject my one thought here. So like, yep. these are the games where you're looking at like Jerome Ford and Hassan Haskins, because if they blow up against an SEC decent defense, say they have like 20 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. That's going to get some serious notoriety going into draft season. Oh, yeah. Their stock will rise. Teams that you wouldn't think would draft them are suddenly drafting them. Like, for instance, like I'll just pick on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, okay? Leonard Fournette, great year. He's about to hit the running back wall. I think he's 26, 27. Yeah. He's also notorious for injuries. <clears throat> uh, Giovanni Bernard, he is 29. He's just a satellite back. Keyshawn Vaughn's a third-round pick that hasn't really panned out or done anything. So what happens if Hassan Haskins has a great game and they pick him up? Yep. Suddenly he's in a position to where maybe he goes in the third round of rookie drafts, but you pick him up. And if Leonard Fournette gets hurt, there he goes. If they retain Gio Bernard and he gets hurt or they, cause they have to keep him on the team, they could get rid of him. And then Hassan Haskins just keeps moving up the depth order. I mean, he could even be a decent, a straight backup for Derrick Henry. I mean, like, can we see what happens with Derrick Henry goes down? One guy should get the load. And what if like, they don't have that guy right now. So all of a sudden he comes in, like, it's just kind of one of those things of, so that's what I personally will be paying the most attention to is, the non sec running backs and seeing how they do because sec running backs, I kind of have a stigma against, they kind of hurt their soul. They look real. They're like, you know, they're the bag of chips that's in the vending machine. It's been there since 2009 and you know it, but you look at that bag and you're like, man, I do miss the release of code red mountain dew. That looks really good on that bag of burritos. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. Stay away. That's, that's a good example. Uh, so for Georgia, you're keeping an eye out for Zamir White and Jared Cook, who we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, they're, they're the uh, running back tandem for Georgia. And then for wide receiver, George Pickens, you may have heard of that name before. He just returned from injury. He had a terrific 
uh, freshman year, sophomore season was fairly consistent. And then he's been injured this year. Um, so he may be one of those sneaky picks that come out that was, Oh, where has he been? You know, he was injured or whatever, but may have terrific numbers at the combine that may take a climb. And like you said, Jacob may be a really good late second round, um, you know, mid third round, uh, rookie draft pick. Mm -hmm. And then at tight end is uh, Brock Bowers, who is kind of their bread and butter for uh, Stetson Bennett, the fourth. <laughs> Golly, if that doesn't sound like a Georgia quarterback name, I don't know what does. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Freddie Kitchens is perfect for an Alabama quarterback, which he was, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, you heard that right. Freddie Kitchens, the New York Giants offensive coordinator, was the Alabama starting quarterback back in the late 90s. In all of his glory. In all of his glory. Um, so, yeah, uh, those are a couple of names to keep a, on the lookout for. Uh, if you have some other people that you want us to, you know, keep on the lookout for, send us a nice tweet or an email. Um, of course, you know, we'll drop that information at the end of the podcast. I mean, I would love to do that. Like, if you give me a guy to look at, I will watch game film of him as much as I can to see if I can have an honest take about him. Yeah, we're always looking for other, like, sites or YouTube sites to be able to scout players or be able to get that quick 15 minutes that you're able to watch a game tape. And with that, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back after this. All righty, welcome back to episode 66. All right, let's get into our week 17 preview. All righty. Championship so week, baby. This is where the bread and butter is. Exactly. Where hopefully your bread gets burned and your butter is moldy, and I win. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Um, all right. So we're going to start out with the Rams versus the Ravens. Um, start all your Rams and start all of your Ravens that are available. <laughs> um, keyword there. Uh, if you were all upset about how Cooper Cup did score a touchdown last week, he's probably going to have 10 catches for 125 yards and a touchdown. So everyone calm down. It's going to be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, just watch Lamar Jackson. The latest news from Sleeper is that he may practice Wednesday. Um, honestly, at this point, it's getting desperation, so I'd be surprised if we don't see him. Uh, rolling into the next one, we got Atlanta at Buffalo. Uh, this is just a gross game. I really don't want to start any Falcon. Maybe Kyle Pitts if you really want to, but even him I'm kind of questionable on. Cordero Patterson, I, it's a no from me. Like I'm going to pull a Simon Cowell. Sorry, it's a no from me. Just move on. When it comes to Buffalo, they're all going to suck. Sit all of your Buffalo Bills. Boo. Don't even think about it. It's all garbage. Boo. Every one of them is garbage, except Devin Singletary. He's going to go off for 6,000 yards. No, he's not. Seriously. It's going to be the Allen and Diggs show. Unfortunately, you know you're starting Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I expect them to have a decent game. I don't think it's going to be a massive game because I think this game's ugly fast and they just run away the clock the rest of the game. That's my hope, and I hope it goes to Gabe Davis and not Stefan Diggs. Please, God. <laughs> so moving in from that game to this garbage game, which is the Giants versus the Bears. Who's Can you hear the toilet for, flushing in the background? Because I yeah, just did. <laughs> for a draft preview, uh, draft pick uh, stock. So as of right now, Jake Fromm is considered the starting quarterback for the Giants. I don't understand why. I don't understand why they don't go with Mike Glenn on. Uh, I get it though. They're, they're, they're trying looking, to lose. <laughs> yeah, they're they're trying to look for draft position. So the four and eleven Giants are taking on the five and ten Bears. Um, I'm staying away from everybody from both teams except for David Montgomery. 
Very concise. I would I would be willing to throw a flyer on Darnell Mooney, but even him, it's a kind of a toss-up. And if Justin Fields plays, I think you start him and you're kind of happy with life. Uh, then I think this is going to be my favorite game. It's Kansas City versus Cincinnati. Um, you're starting everybody in this game. For the running backs on Kansas City, because I know CEH got injured, if CEH is ruled out, I think Daryl Williams is a go-to guy yet again. Just plug him in, be happy with life. I am expecting a pretty big game from Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, you know, the Kansas City big three. Uh, when it comes to Cincinnati, they're starting everybody and their dog. Like, you can't tell me a player in this game that you're going to start, like, you're thinking about sitting, that I'm probably going to choose someone else over. And that includes probably even Tyler Boyd. But I'm expecting another big game from them because the passing attack is how they win, and this is how they're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Boom. Dropped it. Said it. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. I hope Joe Mixon has a terrific game. He doesn't. I, I hope he goes Sorry, off. Bench him because he's not playing at all. He's garbage. Ignore him. Um, all righty. So moving into the Raiders versus Colts. If Carson Wentz is unavailable to start, I don't know who the backup quarterback is. It's Ellinger. El- I think it's Sam Ellinger. All right. So if if you're needing, if you're desperate for a quarterback, Sam Ellinger may be available <laughs> Go somewhere else. on the waiver. Yeah, on the waiver wire pickup. <laughs> Um, I, I think you start Derek Carr, you start Josh Jacobs, you start Hunter Renfro, uh, Darren Waller, if he's available, if not Foster Moreau is a, uh, a decent, decent backup. And then for the Colts, uh, I would stay away from the quarterback unless Carson Wentz is starting, um, at running back. Of course you start Jonathan Taylor. You may dude, even it, want to start needing need Hines. Dude, if it's not Carson Wentz, imagine how many carries Jonathan Taylor's going to get probably 38 against honestly. a defense that sucks against the run. So if you're playing against him in championship week, I am so sorry. <laughs> like you said, you want to stay away from the Jonathan Taylors in the, in the playoffs. 100%. Um, you start Michael Pittman and, and no one else. <laughs> yeah. I like that last call. Um, we'll go from one garbage game to another one. I can hear the toilet flushing in the background. See, this is why we need people to like, followers to where we can get some money we'll get a soundboard right here i hit a button that's the drop of a toilet flushing uh, this is jacksonville versus new england do not start any jacksonville jaguars they're going to get murdered by the new england patriots uh mac jones i think is a solid start jacoby myers is a good start hunter henry i think is solid uh the running backs you're just kind of watching their availability if Ramondre stevenson's out damian harris will probably be a top 12 running back um in the new england patriots defense like I hope you save them for this moment because holy crap, they're going to be good. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's absurd what that team is going to be able to do. And moving from that garbage game over to a lot of garbage, a lot of garbage. Um, You have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the New York jets Um, over under how many interceptions do you think Zach Wilson's going to throw four or five? I'm going to set the line at three and a half. And I feel like that's pretty conservative. Oh gosh, I, I would take that. Yep, I'm taking the bet. And I'm taking the over. Um, you start all all your bucks, um, and then you start no jets. Um, no, I don't I'm, do it. I wouldn't. He's they're saying Elijah Moore may be back. I don't know. I I wouldn't trust him against Tampa Bay, but I mean, it, it you could do worse. I'll say that. Uh, I would say from the Tampa Bay wide receivers, just kind of watch if Mike Evans comes back. I, Kind of think you have to play him. I don't think he is, but if he's back, best of luck deciding not to play him in championship week against the Jets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we'll move to the next game where I feel like this is I'm going to be very interested in this game as well, just because I'm a Dolphins fan, but also I think it's going to be a better game than people think. It's Miami versus Tennessee. Uh, you start uh, Tua Tungabaloa just because I think if you have to, he's better. Like in single quarterback leagues, if you can get away from him because I don't think he has very much upside, but in two quarterback leagues, you get to start him and you're happy with it. Avoid the Miami running backs at all costs. Uh, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Parker, even though Parker gave you a golden goose this week, still start him. They didn't need to throw the ball. They were playing a team led by Ian Book a guy who did not throw any live passes to his wide receivers until pregame on Monday. Okay. So I think that was a bit of an anomaly, but those are about the only two Mike Jacecki could do worse, but I mean, he's a decent bet for a touchdown Uh, Tennessee. You're starting Ryan Tannehill. I'm running from the Hills from all the running backs, wide receivers. AJ Brown is the only person I want. Like Tennessee, it's just Tannehill and AJ Brown. Other than that, no, save yourself the heartache. Alrighty, so moving into an NFC East matchup, we have the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Washington football team. Uh, for the Eagles, you start Jalen Hurts. I'm staying away from the running backs this week, and I'm starting uh, Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. And then for the football team, I'm starting Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin. And, and that's it. <laughs> that, that, that's it. That's, that's my lineup. I'm sticking to it. I think the Eagles are going to win this game. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting if the Eagles Eagles win, they go to nine and seven. It's going to be interesting for that six through that six through nine position right Mm -hmm. now for the NFC and the AFC are both stacked. So the next two weeks are going to be tremendous. Yeah. I I would say that if Jordan Howard gets ruled out, I would probably play um, Boston Scott and be happy with that decision. Okay. Not promising anything crazy, but like if I had to throw out a deep sleeper, it's Boston Scott. If Jordan Howard's ruled out. Uh, moving into the three o'clock games. Now we're going to have Denver playing the Los Angeles chargers, which this game is confusing because I feel like the chargers should win by 20, but I feel like they're probably going to lose by three, but I still chose them to win. So I'm very conflicted. It's a massive game. You don't really want. And the thing is from Denver, you don't want to play anybody like Teddy Bridgewater. He's not going to goose you. He'll probably get you 15 points. Melvin yeah. Gordon, Javante Williams are probably the two best starts, but we've seen them in the past two weeks. They've just cannibalized from each other, their value. You're basically just saying, who's going to score a touchdown? Wide receivers from Denver? No. <laughs> None of them have been good enough to start, especially not in championship week, okay? Yeah. This is not the week to take the shot of, well, I hope this guy does good. This is the week of, this guy is going to score me at least five to six points and be okay with life. Uh, looking at the Chargers side, you're just, yes, Justin Herbert, Eckler, if he gets if he plays. I know he got activated from the COVID list, so he should. Uh, but Herbert, yes. Eckler, yes. Keenan Allen, yes. And if Mike Williams does not, Josh Josh Palmer, we saw him last week put up a decent stat line, five for 43 and a touchdown. He gets looked at, okay? So if Mike Williams is out and you need that desperation flex, Josh Palmer's the guy. Other than that, best of luck to you with your hopes on the Chargers because they're either going to be great or not that great. I, I think it's a massive game because whoever wins is going to have the tiebreaker against the other team. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the Broncos win, both teams go to eight and eight and the chargers are looking on the outside on the playoffs, which is ridiculous to think about because they were doing great. So I don't know what's happened with this team other than injuries on the defensive side and then some on the offensive side, but they, they, they needed to get together. They need to win this game and get back into that hunt. righty. So moving into the next matchup here, I think honestly, this may be a dark horse game. <laughs> 
simply for the fact of what happened last week. Yeah. So we, we have the Houston Texans taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, for Houston, I'm starting Brandon Cooks and Davis Mills as an emergency quarterback if COVID hits your guys. What about in two quarterback leagues? Are you okay with him being your second quarterback, or are you still – He's still on the fence. I'm still on the fence with them. Okay. Um, if you're trying to tank legally, I'm starting Davis Mills. <laughs> How about that? Uh, and Good then for, answer. Good answer. for the 49ers, I'm starting everybody. I'm starting Jimmy G. I'm starting Elijah Mitchell. I'm starting Debo. I'm starting Iuk, And of course, George Kittle. Um, you know, I'm thinking the 49ers are going to win, but I've, who knows? I mean, Rex Burkhead may show up and get 172 yards. I don't know what's going to happen this week. Well, because remember, Jimmy G might not start because of his thumb injury, so it might be Trey Lance. I think Ooh, if Trey right. Lance plays, whoever's the running back for San Francisco, which we'll talk about later, will benefit greatly from it. I mean, I think they're, whoever's a starter will still be you know, in line for a good workload period, but if it's Trey Lance, they're going to lean even heavier on that run. And if it's not Jimmy Garoppolo, I honestly kind of think the Texans might win. But that's just that's neither here nor there. I'll be nice and I'll let you talk about the game that you really want to, Dallas versus Arizona. I'll go to the, the poop show that is Carolina versus New Orleans. See, this is what friends do. Alrighty. Uh so I'm picking Dallas to win. Um, it. it's a huge game down in Arlington. I you start everybody. You start mm-hmm. all your Cardinals, you start all your Cowboys. The really matchups that I'm watching here is because I have Chase Edmonds, I have Christian <laughs> Kirk, and I have AJ Green. I need Kirk and Green to have very similar stuff they did no, last week, but better. And I need no. Chase Edmonds to do what he did. But the way that he's able to do that, unfortunately, is if James Conner injury continues, which right now he's still day-to-day. So I think that's just coach speak for camouflage for game day. So I will be on the edge of my seat <laughs> at about 3 o'clock. Let's just say I'm over here hoping that it's just a great defensive game. It's just a real defensive struggle. 13 to 10 football game. That's my kind of football game I'm looking for here, but you're entirely correct. You start everybody in this game because everybody has a shot to be good. I'll, I'll roll into the pooper now if you want me to, or if you wanted to gloat and be a Cowboys fan for a second, that's fine. No, no, you, you, you go ahead. Let's, let's move on. Let's move <sighs> on to the pooper. Move on. Like the bowels are moving on from this game. It's Carolina playing new Orleans. Okay. Um, honestly, I don't want to start anyone from either of these teams in this game. It's kind of gross, okay? This is this is the public restroom gross. Like the stall next to you is just getting erupted and you're just trying to do your business, okay? Because uh, no one from Carolina would I feel comfortable starting in championship week to bring me a dub. If you're trying to lose, yeah, start every Panther you got. Um, from New Orleans, if Taysom Hill plays, yeah, I'll play him. Won't be confident, but that's only two quarterback leagues, and that's as a back-end quarterback, too, at best. Alvin yep. Kamara, I'm sketched out just because, like, the last time he played Carolina, he had uh, eight rushing attempts for five yards and only four catches for 25 yards, okay? He lost you that week. That was in week two. That's whenever they had a healthy James Winston, they went five and two, okay? I'm very on edge. I would, honestly, if you can, get away from Alvin Kamara. But if you have to, I get it. I get it. He did score like what? Four touchdowns last year in championship week against the Cowboys. Yeah, it was absurd, <laughs> but it was absurd. Yeah. Just run from this game if you can. Alrighty. Um, this next matchup is a uh, conundrum to me simply for the fact of, all right, so we have the Detroit lions who are still playing hard 
for Matt Campbell. You could clearly see that last week with uh, what was his name? Tim Tim Doyle Boyle Tim Boyle sorry Tim Boyle the thing you get lanced off of your ankle because it won't go away my apologies uh and we're playing against the Seahawks which right now it seems like there's this internal conflict between Pete Carroll Russell Wilson you know who's going to come back um I picked the Lions to win and I'll tell you the reason why they're still they're still playing for Matt Campbell Mr. Tuventi himself uh so, caps, baby. You know, I, I think you start DeAndre Swift if he's available. Of course, you start uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Sweet, merciful God. Yes, you do. Yep. And at the moment, there's there's no tight ends available for, for, the, <laughs> for the Lions. So I'm, That's feeling, fine. I'm feeling so confident in this pick. For the, the Seahawks, you start Russell Wilson, and then I, I don't really see anyone else, even, even with the wide receivers. I understand, t- uh, you know, Lockett, Metcalf. I'm just like, you're going to throw up if you have to start one of them. I, I still think you probably so have to because they are playing the Lions. But then again, they are playing the Lions. And it's supposed to rain. Oh, that's Seattle. Sounds like a Rashad Penny game to me, baby. 20 carries, 120 yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> I believe RC. Shandala. There you Speaking go. Another game that I'm going to believe and receive some greatness from. Hopefully, it's Minnesota playing Green Bay. Uh, from Minnesota, you're watching Dalvin Cook if he's going to come back and play or not, which selfishly for Empire League, I hope he doesn't. Because if he doesn't come back, Alexander Madison, I think, has a chance to be top 15 running back. Because oh, yeah. he, Dalvin Cook, he can clear it on, clear the COVID list on Saturday. That's the earliest he can clear it, which is very nerve wracking. So Dalvin Cook managers, you better have um, Alexander Madison, or I'm sorry, uh, you're starting Justin Jefferson. That's the only wide receiver that I want to trust from Minnesota. You don't want to start a tight end. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I think, is a solid play in all formats just because he's not going to goose you. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, smash start because uh, they're playing against the Minnesota Vikings 32nd ranked secondary against wide receivers, which usually that means good things for quarterbacks. Uh, Aaron Jones, you play, obviously, A.J. Dillon. I mean, I'm playing him. I feel like they're going to have a lead, and I feel like it's going to be an A.J. Dillon ground and pound kind of game. Uh, you're, if you're questioning, start uh, sitting Devonte Adams. You need to question the meaning of life for yourself because Devonte Adams is an every week automatic start. Okay. Other than that, no, he's just you're fine with those three people. I don't want to take a chance with MVS on Championship Sunday or Alan Lazard or just just don't do it. You go with your gut feeling. Okay. This is the this is the Sunday where it's like you know what it's this guy's going to do it. Put him yep. in. See what happens. Yep. Unless it's like the fourth string wide receiver that you're like, I liked his film in college. Don't do that. Be smarter than that, please. All righty. And the final game of the week 17 slate, we have the Minot football game. We have the Cleveland Browns taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think you start both quarterbacks. If you're in a super flex, you start Nick Chubb, you start Neon, uh, uh, Najee Harris, of course. You're saying um, Neandre. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm hungry and I'm tired. Um, for wide receivers for Pittsburgh, you start De- uh, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, uh, Pat Fryermuth, if he's available. If he, I'm nervous, man, because if he comes back, I'm choosing between him or a consistent James O'Shaughnessy. Oh, boy. Sounds more like it belongs in an Irish pub than he does in an NFL lineup. Yeah. And and then my my dark horse, if you're just needing a sketchy flex or a wide receiver for <laughs> uh, Jarvis Landry. I like the sketchy flex. We can make that a segment next year. The sketchy flex of the week. 
Sketchy flex, yes. Sketchy flexy. Uh, I'm picking the Browns to win because ground and pound, and they they need to win to um, you know stay in the hunt. Same thing with the Steelers. So this is a huge matchup. Um, and it's divisional. Yep. It's gonna be some bad attitudes in this one. All righty, and with that, that is your Week 17 preview. Let's get into our Goldmine Game of the Week. Oh, this one hurts my soul because it's Detroit versus Seattle. Because there is a very real possibility that each offense can go crazy because Seattle's defense has been lackluster in recent weeks. Detroit's offense has been showing signs of life. And then the flip side is also true. Seattle's offense might suck, but Detroit's defense has not been great, but they have been showing signs of life. This is just kind of a clash of quote-unquote titans. like Maybe misfit toys. And that's giving them like 20 <laughs> levels of greatness, though. That's true. But I think from this game, you could have some great fantasy weeks from pretty much all your startable players. Yeah, the only people in the country that is watching this is Detroit. <laughs> Detroit and Seattle. Uh, fantasy football championship weekend <laughs> and gamblers. <laughs> Amen. That'll no preach. one in Seattle is watching this. They're all at Starbucks. I know. I'm, I know. They're, they're moving on to Seattle Timbers. It's soccer season. Exactly. Or Let's the go. Yeah, or the Kraken. Yeah, they're supposed to be back. Uh, I, I would like to go to a game. It'd be great to go That'd be fun. Check, check them out. But yeah, all right. So let's move into our sleepers for week 17. I'm not going to lie. I had some trouble here. No but, sure. uh, you know, it is what it is. We, we picked two more weeks of this. And then, uh, yeah. Hopefully I'll get better for next year. All righty. <laughs> um, let's, let's go here. So at quarterback, I have Mac Jones. I know, I know. He had a terrible game last week, but I believe in him because they're taking on the Jaguars. At running back, I have Damian Harris. Um, if uh, Ramondre is not playing, <laughs> if Ramondre <laughs> is playing, I'm 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 just going you know, just to push. I, there I it know. is. <laughs> I don't know who to pick at that point. At wide receiver, I have Jalen Waddle. Um, I, I think he's going to have a terrific game against the Titans. Um, and you know he is. He has six catches away from breaking the record or seven catches, something like that. Something like that. Uh, so I think he is a great viable option there. Tight end, I'm picking Kyle Pitts. He had six catches for 102 yards last week, and I understand they're going up against a very tough defense that isn't great against tight ends. But here's the thing. The Falcons have to move the ball somehow, and when your superstars are turning into superstars, these are the type of games that you – Kind of, um, obviously, you don't do it in a championship game, but you're trying to pick, okay, I, I got to stick with the guys that got me here. Kyle Pitts is one of those dudes. And, and so that's how I kind of fell on that. I know that sounded kind of contradict, uh, contra- contradictory. Yeah, there it is. Words are hard. You're good, man. I know it sounded like that, but what I'm trying to say is you need to start Kyle Pitts. How about that? <laughs> well, the story is you start Kyle Pitts. Uh, um, for my defense, I'm picking the Eagles because I just think Washington, it's not the fact that they've given up on the season, but it's just the fact of everything has gone wrong for them this year, whether it be the shins going on with Antonio Gibson, the quarterback carousel, all the issues they have on defense. Um, so the, I, I, I add that up to the fact of that. I think Washington on offense is going to have more opportunities because of the turnover. So I think the Eagles defense is going to do well. Okay. Okay. That's uh, my thought process behind that. I know for my ballsy quarterback of the week, I'm uh, going Davis Mills. 
versus San Francisco. Okay. I've liked what I've seen. I, I think like for that. them to stay in this game, they're going to have to throw the ball. And so Davis Mills is my guy. My running back, and I kind of copped out of here a little bit, I said San Francisco starting running back because Houston is just horrible when it comes against running backs, okay? So if it's Jeff Wilson, start him and be happy with life. If it's Elijah Mitchell, hopefully it's not because I don't think he's healthy, which kind of scares me, but you're still going to have to play him. I think you'll be able to start him and you'll get a decent week from him. Uh, my wide receiver, I'm pumping myself up for this one because I have to. It's a Monroe St. Brown. My preseason love child, come on, baby, bring me some glory. If he does great, like I said, there will be a jersey on that wall. My tight end, I'm actually kind of branching out a little bit. I'm going CJ Uzama against Kansas City. Okay. Makes me feel kind of queasy saying it, but I, I kind of had the inkling that Kansas City is not that great against tight ends. I looked it up, and according to Fantasy Pros, they are the 12th worst team against tight ends. So basically that means they're okay. a, a top-tier matchup. Also, they're a fourth worst against quarterbacks. So passing yards aplenty to CJ Uzama and a little to Jamar Chase because I need that for stranger danger. Uh, and then my defense, like once again, kind of a cop-out. I have no shame. I do what I want. It's championship week. It's our podcast, Yola Swagfest. Carolina Panthers, if Ian Book is starting. If it's somebody, if the other quarterbacks clear pro- protocols, then Chicago versus the Giants because it's led by the great Jake Fromm. State Farm. <laughs> See what I did there. So I think there'll be turnovers aplenty, but that's kind of my lineup. The most confident I am, honestly, is probably Davis Mills, <laughs> which is a scary thing to say aloud. Hey, hey, you know, dance with the one that brung you. And uh, Davis Mills has oh. uh, got the Texans in <laughs> the position here. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but yeah. I'm it's, horrified. I'm terrified. It's it's scary, but you know, it is what it is. That's fantasy football. It's scary because I just don't want to lose to you again in Empire in the championship week. I, I don't I don't want to lose to you. I hope you do. I, I want to win. No, because oh. we gotta keep this money rolling, baby. Because listen, if you just take a dive for the for the squad here <laughs> next year, I would be able to win 460 bucks. That would be cool. I'm just saying. No, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I tried I, my best. I have to keep it going, man. I'm going to use right. my commissioner tools and go in and hack your team. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Don't ever do that. Even in desperate times, don't do it. Desperate times for desperate measures. <laughs> God help us all. Now, if it was $3,000. <laughs> uh, nah, I'm, I'm kidding. Ooh, I'm okay. kidding. I'm kidding. Everyone has a price, Jacob. What is yours? Uh, <laughs> More than 340 bucks or whatever. All righty. Well, with that, we're going to bring episode 66 to a close. I just want to say thank you to everyone that's been listening to us. Hashtag grow the show. If you're new to the uh, podcast, welcome. Uh, please rate and review. Please give us a five-star rating wherever you may be listening to us, such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. And if you want to hear me hopefully be celebratory about my victory in Empire and Stranger Danger, which would be amazing, you can add us on Twitter at Misfit underscore FF, or if you have a college player you'd like us to do a little digging into in the offseason, because we're going to have a lot of time. Um, or you can email us that player if you don't want the world to know about your deep sleeper until we talk about it, lols, at v.misfit.ff at gmail.com. Or once again, we'll answer all of your fantasy football questions, commissioner questions, trade questions, what to do in the offseason, the meaning of life, 
What color pants should you wear to work tomorrow? If it's raining, go dark. If it's sunshiny, go bright. Just because, you know, condensation stuff, okay. water no, spots. That's a, that's a good point because I was wearing dark jeans because I thought it was going to rain. So great minds think See, alike. Look, I have my shining moments. Hopefully my shiny, my shiniest moments this weekend when I take you down an empire and win stranger danger in the same time. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Oh, geez. All righty. Well, with that, we're going to say goodbye for now. Hope you all have a great weekend. We have college, you know, get out there, enjoy some time with family and friends. We have New Year's Eve right around the corner. It's going to be a new year when we come back. This is crazy. Ah, we'll see you next year. <laughs> Dad <laughs> joke. Boom. Ding, 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 ding. We hit our quota for episode 66 for dad jokes. <laughs> Dang it, Jacob. Nailed it. Uh, so, yeah, get out there. There's a lot of bowl games on. And then, of course, fantasy football. So much awesomeness going on football-wise. So enjoy your time with friends, family, whatever you may be doing. And we'll see everyone back here, like you said, next year. Episode there it is. Episode 67 on Tuesday. And with that, we say goodbye. May the odds be in your favor in your championship week, unless you're playing me. Wow. Wow. Really? I have no, I have no shame. Okay. All right. See y'all later.